This is a podcast. One podcast in particular, wherein my friends and I play Dungeons and Dragons with each other. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. Uh, welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. I'm your host, Paul, and I'm joined by a few friends of mine. Hey guys, this is Jeremy. I play Saul. I'm Jeffrey. I play Kjorg. I am Alan, and I play Brackle. Hey, I'm Felicia, and I play Misk. Are you Felicia? Yeah. I mean, I sound like Gollum. <laughs> but I'm I'm Felicia. It's allergy season, y'all. Woo! Persevere. Mm-hmm. Who are you, Mason? You just I, I'm I'm Mason, and I play Miles. Um, we're all dying, but we have the whole crew here tonight. And uh, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get crazy. Oh yeah, e doggy. And we're gonna get right into the action. We actually have a lot going on tonight. So let's jump right on in. Last time on Make Believe Heroes. Yeah, where I'm dying? Yeah, last time some stuff happened. Our group, Saul, Kjorg, and Brackle, of course, were staying in the home of Braxton Tarek, the mysterious suspect of this campaign, the baddie or so they thought, maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they went to sneaking around. Some stuff happened. They brutally murdered a guy and threw him out the front window of the first house. I didn't. That's probably going to come back around at some point, maybe. Who knows? There's a dead guy out there. I'll cut his throat. He's dead. Nah, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's hid. So we threw him out the window. They don't know who did it. There were a lot of goings on, but in the end, our group found themselves sneaking into Braxton Tarek's own living quarters. There in the first room, they looked around, tried to find anything interesting or any information that might help them. They did not find such information, but then Saul decided to just walk right into the man's bedroom, and after a short altercation... Tark revealed himself as some nefarious person. He attacked you all uh, with great power. You all did not do very well on that front. You were, can we say, whooped? I mean, y'all was whooped. No. Yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Saul was almost killed. He was actually unconscious for quite a bit of that. And just when you thought maybe the tides were going to turn and Tark took an arrow to the shoulder, he decided, okay, that's enough. You all don't know who you're messing with. And you were transported to some other place, some dark place over this deep chasm. And Tarek floated over the chasm and said, what was chained will be unleashed. And you were brought toward him, held by his power. And that was where we ended. It was terrifying, and I'm not happy. It was gleeful, and I'm very happy. All cheats. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Paul, Paul cheats. cheats. I think that's the, the correct thing to say. I wouldn't say that he's a master of the dungeons. Oh, I, no, no, Paul, you're my dungeon master. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to these fools. Please don't kill me. Let's see what you got. I mean, I have this whole story written, but I, I could just say you're all dead and then just tell what happened. No, 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 before we do anything else, I need to roll this right here. Oh, boys. I rolled a natural one. 
That means we're going to live. Yeah. Ooh, we're going to win. Guys, we're going to do it. Because of that, I won't do the thing I was going to do where everyone died and you all lost. So now we'll actually play. Oh. Okay. All right. Let's see if you can kill us now. Now I need something different. See, we often, the DM will roll a d20 at the beginning of the game to see how the DM is going to do. Good tradition. Before anything else happens, I need each of you to roll me a d20. Ooh. Let me get, make sure I got my saw dice for this. No modifiers, just want to know what the number is. 16. I actually have a plus 20 on non-modifying dice rolls. Oh, wow. That's that's pretty sweet. I got a 12. I got a 16. Okay, I'm going to need Brackle and Cure to re-roll their 20s. This is to see if we what'd die. You get, what'd you get, Brackle? They both got 16. Death saving throws. I got a 7. I got a 13. All right. So, Kjorg. Kjorg. You open your eyes slowly. I mean, it's hard for you to open your eyes. It's very dark where you are. You go to kind of turn your head, turn your neck, and you realize suddenly that every single muscle in your body is screaming with pain. You've never felt like this. So this is completely foreign to you. You feel like you were beaten by an army of men. Just completely and utterly without strength. You go to lift your neck and you can't. You're so tired and you're so just fatigued. I literally can't even. You literally cannot even. You open your eyes and it's just complete blackness. First, you don't see anything. Like you, you go to move your hand in front of your face and you know it takes you a while to move your arm up. You're so tired and your arms and your hands, everything is just completely sore. It feels like you've been run through a meat grinder and you can't see your hand in front of your face. You don't hear anything except for this high-pitched ringing in your ears and that's causing you even more discomfort. And, you know, it takes you a while, probably the span of minutes before you're even able to see any images above you. And it's very dark. You know, you have dark vision, so you can see okay in low light. But even with that dark vision, you are struggling right now to see anything. You're struggling to kind of make heads or tails of anything going around you. And this ringing in your ear, it's it's getting louder and louder. I need you to roll me a d20. Love it. That's a seven. Okay. You're, that ringing in your ear almost comes to like a high pitch and it it peaks out and what it does you get like a spasm in your midriff and your body just cringes up and when it does you just vomit everywhere seriously you are just you know all the stuff you had and it's coming back to you now as you're vomiting at the festival you're tasting all kinds of that pork and the dessert and everything all that mead that you drank is just pouring out of you always tastes better the second time and it rolls you over kind of like on your side and on your belly and now you feel the cold feeling of like a wet stone on your arm and as you finish kind of retching everything you've eaten you realize that you're in some sort of a cavernous type area like the ground the the ground you're laying on is solid stone and it's smooth-ish you know what i'm saying as if it was carved out and after a few moments you go to get up and i'll say you can kind of get up on one knee and you look around you and you see that there are two other figures in the room with you and they're dead I mean, you don't know that. They are, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you look around and you realize that you're actually, now you can see the roof like far above you, but you're actually in some sort of a cage. It almost looks like a bird cage. You know how they kind of oh, come up and meet? Wow. It's probably 15 feet across and it's just got these like one and a half inch steel bars, maybe two inch steel bars all the way around. I it. didn't sign up for a cage match. <laughs> no one talked to your agent? <laughs> Uncle Ben. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my God. Why, Why you do, do this? 
Okay. Um, you're up on your hands and knees now, and just even your knees being down on the, the stone is hurting you. You're coming to terms with it now, but your entire body is just weak. You think getting up would probably cause you to puke again. Still not enjoying it yet. Oh, my mm. gosh. Well, this is agonizing. <laughs> what do you do? I... I can't. I can barely move. Who are you talking to? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was acting like his conscience. Like, okay. I see. <laughs> Jiminy Cricket appears on your shoulder. Uh, Jiminy. You should probably try and wake up your friends. Wait, either wake up your friends or try to break out. Huh? What an idea. Yes, let's break out of this cage since I can barely move. <laughs> yeah, you know. Navi appears over your shoulder and says, listen. Hi. Hey, listen. Hi. This little blue ball floats into the room and says, hey, listen, wake up your friends, and then floats back out slowly. Um, what do you do? I mean, how close are the two dead figures? I mean, this is like a 15-foot in diameter cage. You're not far. You're within reach. So, like, can I reach them? Yeah. With effort, yeah, you could reach one. Can I, like, gently shake one of their faces? Okay. You reach over, and when you reach over, you actually lose your balance completely and just fall and your arm kind of pounds on Brackle's chest. Brackle, you are brought to consciousness with the feeling of someone hitting you, and it feels like you have a 10 broken ribs and somebody just punched them. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brackle sobs silently. <laughs> what? Brackle, you're, you're immediately brought to consciousness. But you can't see anything. What's, what's, what's happening? Who's there? York. Oh, hey, York. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's have a party. The RP is so good. Any idea where we're we're at? This is a dark place. Roll me a d20. Me? Rackle. Let me find my d20. Find it. 16. (laughs) All right. You kind of go to get up on one arm to talk to Kjorg, and when you do, you barf on him. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> okay, Kjorg, you Brackle barfs on you, but you, you hurt so bad you kind of don't even really care. Uh, Alan literally just barfed all over his microphone. <laughs> you guys missed it. He did. You're going to need to clean that thing. Did he seriously? No. Darn. <laughs> 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 I almost did. <laughs> oh, wow. I rolled a 10. Okay, some of your barf actually lands on Saul's face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys are pretty close. Saul, you... You wake up to the feeling of something hot and sticky splashing onto your face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, roll me a d20. <laughs> this is terrible. Roll a barf check. I rolled a five. Roll. Okay, yeah. You When it happens, you're brought out, and your body kind of <laughs> wretches up, and you puke kind of like straight up in the air, and it all just falls back down on you. Oh, my gosh. It's real gross. It's real gross, guys. Oh, you, Why are we having a barf fest? You peasants. What is happening? Where is it? Where, where's the hole? We're going to fall. You look around, Saul, and uh, you see Kjorg kind of up on one elbow and Brackle's like face down over there in his own vomit. <laughs> Kjorg has this huge gash above his left eye and there's still like blood kind of oozing out of it. Hey, Kjorg, you look like you look like you're dying, man. I mean, like your face is bleeding. My face is bleeding. Hey, you've never lost before. What was that? I mean, what just happened? I don't know. Um... I'm going to start, like, do I have anything? Do I have anything at all? Searching myself? You go feel around. It takes you a minute. I mean, you've never felt like this. Your ears are ringing. There's Your muscles feel like they're torn. You feel around. You've got cuts all over yourself. There are bruises all over your body. I mean, it, it, you're in, not in good shape. And actually, when you go to move your back, Saul, it just feels like 
It's been put through a tenderizer. Oh, no. Uh, look at this. Look at this. And I'm going to, like, turn around really slowly and show Kjorg. Um, is my, like, spine showing? Like, I can't even see it. <laughs> you can see Kjorg now. You're kind of coming to yourself, with, and your dark vision helps you. You can see his back's covered in thick whelps. Oh, yeah. There's your spine's just sticking right out. Oh, my gosh. All right. I say we go to hell. And we come back stronger. <laughs> we're already there. <laughs> oh, that was the surprise the whole time. You were in hell the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna start, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start looking around. What what does this room look like again? We're in a metal cage. You look around, Saul. You're in like a 15 foot diameter giant metal bird cage. Okay. And uh, roll me a perception check. Ooh, Are there any birds? Or not that you can hear. Eleven pterodactyls. Eleven total. Yeah, not great. Saul's not very. Perceptive. It's a dragon cage. You're still coming out of it. Your vision is just barely kind of recovering. You can see Kjorg and Brackle next to you, but outside of the cage, things just look really, really dark. Just from the dampness of the air around you and the floor, you figure you're somewhere underground in some sort of cavernous type area. Mm. But you, you can't hardly see anything outside. It's just it's so dark. You can't hardly see anything in the room outside of what you've got. Guys. Guys, 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 guys. We we gotta get out of here. We gotta we gotta we gotta go warn the town that there's that thing is under the city and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be unleashed. Well, it's gonna be unchained. I'm yeah, I throw up again. I just, <laughs> I just throw up. You start puking again. I, yeah, just, puke, I just throw up again. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, by the way, you you all have one hit point, by the way. Yes, I noticed. I love it. Thanks. Great job. You're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. You, yeah. you are you're welcome. I mean uh, one hit point's a gift. Do I have a dagger? Do I have a dagger? You go to feel around. Mm-hmm. You have no daggers. You have no nothing. Your bags are gone. You're wearing the clothes you were wearing, but all of your equipment is gone. Dagger of venom's gone. The mace is gone. The bow, the arrows. Okay. Here's what we do, guys. Here's what, what we do. the armor. What you were wearing is still on you. Okay. Yeah, your armor's fine. We take all this puke <laughs> and, and we make a weapon. Out of the vomit. <laughs> a weapon. Biological weapon. Just like just it. take it. Oh, just take your shirt and, and roll it just full of you. Oh jeez. Whatever comes around, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw it in its eyes. A splash grenade. I like it. <laughs> you have a cigar? No, you have nothing. Oh no. You have absolutely nothing. Guys, we're gonna die. Do I have my wits? Sort of. Right now you're wondering how you're gonna get up off the floor. You know, I used to imagine dying. Me too. <laughs> if I don't get a cigar, <laughs> I'm going to live it. <laughs> Brackle, you you can barely see anything. Like, you're struggling to even see, you know, you can see the forms of Saul and Kjorg moving around, but it's dark enough that you can barely see anything. Do I see any birds? You don't see any birds, but you can roll me a perception check with disadvantage. With disadvantage? Yeah, with disadvantage. What about without disadvantage? You could do that if you want to spend your inspiration point. No, I'll save it for something else. Okay. Yeah, I would. That's a good good plan. What'd you get? What'd you get? Eight. <laughs> oh, you you don't see any birds. <laughs> That's actually kind of great. You don't hear any. Kjorg, do you want to roll a perception check as well? Yeah. All right, roll me one. What about a bird check? <laughs> <laughs> We're all dead. We're so dead. Hey, maybe that natural one I rolled was actually a curse on the players. <laughs> What'd you get, Kjorg? He's looking. He's uh, four. Okay, yeah, you go to look around, and when you do, one of your eyes crosses, <laughs> and you, like, slap it to make it go back forward. I mean, you're you're out of sorts. You're all out of sorts. Oh, yeah, I'm out of sorts. I'm out of swords. 
Okay, so I'm going to start, like, slowly feeling my way around the edges of the cage, like, very slowly, like, crawling. Okay. And I'm going to see if it's magical in any way. Like, where's the hinges on this thing? An electric fence. By the way, Brackle, as you get up to look around and, and, you know, you're kind of talking a little bit, you realize that, like, one of your eyes is mostly swollen shut. You reach up and feel your lip is, like, split on one side completely, like, torn in half almost, like mincemeat. And it's kind of hard for you to talk. I cut it. You have nothing to cut it with. You bite it. You just bite I, it off. I use Ow. not not my lip, my eye. I use my fingernails, which have not been cut in quite some time. This is a recurring thing with you trying <sighs> to do weird stuff with your outgrown fingernails. It's disgusting. I, that's it's this disgusting. is not a thing. When, when did, nasty. This is, I refuse. When did I do it before? You tried to pick the locks with your outgrown <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> I forgot about that. You brought it up. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Okay, Saul, roll me. Roman and well, natural twenty. What? what? Well, dang! You in, you investigate and find that you can't <laughs> find dead. anything. <laughs> you investigate and find out you're dead. You find out we're not in a cage after all. <laughs> yeah, it's all in our heads. A natural twenty. Hmm. Interesting. On our heads. Natural twenty. I have a plus two on investigation as well. Okay. Here, here's what I'm gonna do. Let's see. I mean, I hate to, I hate to waste that. You know. You hate to give it all away. No, huh? Well, yeah, I hate to give it all away, but I hate to waste that too. Because I was basically just going to, you were going to find nothing helpful. But now you're all natural 20. I hate to be like, oh, yeah, you don't really find anything. So let me think. You go to feeling around the cages and you do find the place where it latches. You know, it's a, it's like a door in the cage. And uh, okay. you feel around the back of it and it is padlocked. It's locked pretty, pretty tight. Okay. But you kind of look at it. And even in the dark, you know, with your dark vision, you can get a pretty good look at it and you ascertain that it's it's a lock that you could pick pretty easily if you had your lock picks which you or if you had some very long fingernails <laughs> no i refuse <laughs> i refuse to allow that i'm not going to incorporate alan's freakishly long fingernails in this that's disgusting they're not freakishly long they're just long okay do you have anything else to, to to give me in that description before i i do my reaction well as you're doing that as you're investigating you know and you're thinking oh man if i if i just had something you, you go to look around and from the side that you found the the door at you kind of look up and look around and you notice you kind of get a glint over there now as your eyes are kind of coming back to you you see there's actually a second cage Ooh. about 50 or 60 feet away from you Across this cavernous area. 50 or 60 feet away. Oh, yeah. Pretty far. Mm, it's all the way over there. Mm. Is that where Brianna is? So far away that my, my mage hand isn't going to help. So what I do is I, I, I note all this and I, I slowly turn around. Like, ah, all right. Here's what we got to do. George, kill Brackle. No. We'll take, his fang- we'll take his finger bones and I can pick this lock and get us out of here. That won't work. My finger bones are too brittle. Sounds like a terrible plan. <sighs> Well, there's another cage over that way, and there's a door, like, here-ish, and if I had anything to pick it, I could pick it. I just need, I just need something to pick. What do you do? You go, you, you looking around for something? Yeah, um, I'm feeling like, did I have anything hidden in my hair? Like, could I break a, a piece of my horn off? Like, I got I, anything something. at all. I think I got something. What do you, what do you got? What do you got? I'm going to try to... Rip a bear claw off of my bear pelt. Okay. You, I'll, I'll say you can do that. I mean, yeah. you could do it. It's just a matter of, of doing it in time. Do roll me a d20 to see how... Yeah, roll me a d20 cure. Just just a flat d20. It's a three. Okay. It's not a great pick. The one that you've got there is a little thick for it. Mm-hmm. But Saul thinks he might could make it work. 
Can I see like the floor outside of the cage, or am I like gonna open this yeah. cage? Yeah, you can you can see it. I mean, it's it's like carved out cavern stone. You know what I'm saying? You can't really tell if it's like man made or if it was like a river. You know that made this cavern or what? You don't hear any running water nearby. Mm. Well, the first thing I'm gonna do be like, "Hey, is anybody in that cage over there?" Hey, you yell out, and there's no response. Then I'm gonna go over to the lock and I'm gonna try to bear claw it. Okay, roll it. The 14. Okay. 7 plus 7. 14. Hmm. 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 You stay and die in your own vomit. Guys, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I got this. Yeah, you got another bear claw. The claw does not break, but you fail to do it. It does not open. And here's the way I'm going to do this. Depending on your next roll, the DC's gone up a little bit. Sure. And if you roll low enough, it will break off in there. Okay, I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, I have another thing I want to do. Okay. Let's go for a bear claw. 18. Okay, that's good enough. So you get the claw back in there. After a minute, you feel that, you know, the point that you need to press on. And you get just right, and it clicks open. Clicks open. You feel the lock give. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I open the gate. Let's get out of here before something comes and eats us and throws us in the hole, and I'm, we, we just gotta go. Come on. I don't know if I can even walk out of here. Uh, well, I'm crawling, so there's gotta be a cigar. Gotta be a cigar out here. Concerning your movement, your movement is currently halved. No. So you can move, it's just slow. I'm gonna move slowly then. In other words, it takes you six seconds to walk 15 feet. Well, I'm still pretty wow. fast. <laughs> no. Faster than I can walk. <laughs> hey, that's actually pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want to make my way slowly towards the other cage in the room. Okay, what are the other two of you doing? The same? I'm trying to not die. Okay, you're holding your guts in, uh, walking slowly. Brackle? I am walking slowly and still perceiving things around me, even though I can't see. You can't see anything, but you're tuned in. Alan, do you have any hills? Uh, Like magic? I don't think I have any spell slots. You, in fact, do not. You do, though. And that wasn't me. You just didn't have any. But we just got a full rest. I didn't have any. I do have spell slots, but I don't have heals. Yeah. Uh, I have damage and mage hand. And I have a plus one potion of instant heal. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't. I lied. You lied. lied. Also, you don't have anything. (laughs) (laughs) After a minute or so, you know, you managed to make it over there slowly. Do you all three of you go, or is it just Saul? Uh, I go, too. I'm going to go with him. Okay, you all three go. As you get over there, Brackle, you're just kind of following their, their lead again because you can't see very well. Saul, as you get over there, and, and also Cured, in the bottom of the cage, on the, well, I say the bottom, it's not like it's low or anything, in, in the floor of the cage, which is it looks basically identical to the one that you all were in, there is a person laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. You can also see some things littered about in there. Looks like kind of like trash, um, maybe some like rinds or leftovers from some sort of food. It's just real gross in there. Ew. There's a body in the floor? There's a person laying on the floor. Um, I'm going to get a small stone. Okay. And I'm going to throw it through the bars. And what was the, the wife of the mayor's name that we never saw that was sick? Her name was Bridget. I'm going to toss the stone and be like, hey, Bridget, wake up. Wake up. Okay. Let's see. You're going to have to roll something for me. Persuasion. That'll work. Persuasion. Plus five? 
Okay. That's 17 on the dice. Wow, that's really good. Okay, you toss this little pebble that you find, and you see that it actually bounces off the back of the head of the person that's laying there. And when it does, you hear like a, a groan, and they kind of curl up and roll over, and they're coughing and, and, and retching. And they they go to sit up, and they get up very slowly and look up at you. And it, it is a woman. Uh, it's a very, very thin looking woman. Her cheeks are kind of sunken in. She looks like she would have been pretty, but now she looks like malnutrition. You know, there's shadows under her eyes. Her mm-hmm. cheeks are sunken in, visibly shaken, and, and she looks up and she tries to speak, but her throat's like <clears throat> kind of closing in on her a little bit. It takes her a minute. And she coughs some more and she says, who is, who's, who are you? The name's Sutsaurus. You can, you can call me Sutsaurus. Um, who are you and, and where where are we? What do you, you want out of there? Do you have Do you have any water? <laughs> no, I just threw it all up in the another cage. But I I can help you out if you tell me some stuff. No, uh, and she's she got, starts kind of coughing again. Brackle, you you get right up on the cage and you can see her, uh, sort of see her as well. You can all three sort of see her. Is it Bridget? It's hard for you to tell. You're the only one that would have seen her. But previously, if you if you get closer, these these guys are bleeding. You could you could get some nourishment from their cuts. <laughs> Probably not the best idea. Bridget, is that you? Bridget, no. Who is who are you? Bridget, Bridget is my my sister. Bridget, is, is she okay? We don't know. Nah, she's probably dead. Dead? Wait, what are you? I'm. My name's Tyriella. I'm Bridget's younger sister. And you all would remember, mm-hmm. even though you all probably don't remember, <laughs> that Brianna told you all when you all were leaving, basically, you had the council there at the uh, rebel base or whatever, that mm-hmm. her sister Tariella had left for Venthaven to go study and that they'd never, they hadn't heard from her since. It had been like weeks That's right. since she'd left. She was afraid for her sister that something might have happened to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Tar, Tar, hey, uh, I know your sister. You know Bridget? Bridget? <coughs> she starts coughing again. Well, no, the other one. Brianna. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, how long you been in here? Uh, uh, too long to tell. She's kind of getting a little bit of her, of her voice back. Who? Uh, wait, 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 wait! Hurry! You need to tell us who's who's guarding you. When do they come in? They they don't come on on a schedule. There's just a few guards that come and check. They bring me food but not just enough just enough to to stay alive we'll get you out in in a minute uh, how many human elf what are they i don't know it's so dark i haven't seen a light she starts crying i haven't seen a light in so long stop crying you don't need light <laughs> okay let's i'm gonna rip off another bear claw <laughs> okay you're digging for another bear claw yeah brackle let's use some sensitivity here we're going to help you. We're going to get you out of here, but we need some information if we're going to be able to make it out of here ourselves. So, do you know how did you get here? Who who put you here? It was it was Braxton Tarek. Uh, another reason to murder that fool, that knave. <laughs> you know, you know. Of course, I'm sure you would know. You're here as well. We're. How did you all get down here? How did you find me? Well, we were put in the other cage. There's another cage. Apparently. Luke Cage, Nick Cage. I can't see too well. I'm assuming that Saul and Kyorg are over there messing with the locks. Yeah, I'm going to try to undo it. 
Okay. I'm just going to say that it's going to take you a minute, but eventually you'll be able to get it done. I won't make you roll for it because there's there's not like a time constraint. I I I left left Branshire. I don't know how long ago. What what's the date? Where what's going on? What's the date? Um, it's either the last day of the festival of the Rising Sun or the or the sixth day. It's the last day of the festival of the Rising Sun or the sixth day. It's it's been it's it's been almost a month. Uh, I've been here that long. What about what about Bridget and Brianna? Are are they okay? What What's going on? How is Branshire? Has what has Tarek done? What, I, and she just she's kind of losing it a little bit. We don't know about Bridget, Brianna. She's she's going to help us. She's out there help, help. staging a uh, counteroffense against Braxton and his ilk. Is is there a war going on? Not openly, no. But there will be if we don't take care of Braxton soon. Listen, I, I've suspected. I suspected Braxton. From the beginning, he's he was he's a snake and a liar. That's being too nice. I it was, I left Branshire to go and see if I could find some information on Tarek. I knew that he had some evil goals. I, I had very little to work on, but I, I heard some some words and and that symbol he bears on his his chest, that lapel. That th- you've seen it, I'm sure. Yeah, that that swirly, and I open the door. <laughs> You get the door open. She doesn't like get up, and run out, or nothing. She's she's barely sitting up. And she says, "Yes, I I drew an image. I was I was going to Vent Haven, hopefully to to see if I could get some help. And I was captured. They were waiting for me on the road before I even reached the Elder Mountains. They were there, and I've been here ever since. I think uh, I think this. We should take this peasant with us and show show everyone in Branshire, and and we could get." The, his own people to to revolt to, to fight back. Well, his own people likely don't care, but the Branshire citizens, who I would hesitate to call his people, would certainly turn at this. You obviously know nothing of, of how a kingdom or a ruler works. Those are, those, they're technically his people. I mean, yes, they're his people, but not his people. If you catch my drift, I, I don't know what drifting is. It's whenever you're behind a car, really, and it's moving, and you go fast. She says, I'll, I'll feel you. I'll so, feel you. what's her name? <laughs> Tyriella. So, so oh, I, have yeah. a, I have a question for you, Tyriella, and this is very important. Okay. Why is it Bridget and Brianna, but you're Tyriella? That just breaks the whole, the whole scheme there. <sighs> <laughs> she says... Is that really important right now? It is. It makes me wonder whether you're not. No, I'm just kidding. None of this is happening. Uh, uh, my my dad's name was Tyrene. I was named after him. Bridget and Brianna were both named after my mother. Tyrell, I have I have a I have an important question. Well, that's always bothered me. I'm glad you could explain. I understand. Can you walk? Can, can you walk? I don't know. Let's find out. Can you be carried? Maybe <laughs> we can try. Can you carry? Let's see if you can walk, and I try to help her up to get on her own feet. What? Just a little bit. You go to help her up a little bit. Just a little Did bit. That really happened. Saul's doing it for a reason. Saul He's not is, done yet. Is doing. <laughs> He's not done yet. <laughs> He's not done. <laughs> Just everybody's like, what? <laughs> can, can you stand? I, I don't. I, not on my own. <sighs> well, let's leave her. We're not leaving her. 
Well, I mean, if she can't walk in front of us, what's the point? Maybe you should walk in front of us. That's fine, just as long as we get her to the city. We gotta show her. Show show what this guy's doing. And we gotta get me a cigar. Listen, I need a cigar. It's been a hard day. Has it? I can't tell. <laughs> I mean... Kjorg got, got sarcasm with his, <laughs> with his bad day. He inherited sarcasm. Plus one to sarcasm. All right, all right, Kjorg. Grackle, maybe maybe you can help this peasant. We can we can get out of here. Yeah, maybe we can help you. Uh, I go to help her very gingerly. All right, you go to help her, Georg. You go to help pick her up as well. Yes. Okay, y'all pick her up slowly. It hurts you physically to do so. You know she seems basically inept. She's not able to stand on her own two feet. You kind of try to sit her up, and as soon as any weight goes down, her legs just buckle. It's apparent that as long as she's been here, they've basically just given her enough to stay alive. And as you pick her up, she says, I, I, I didn't think I was ever gonna, going to get out of here. The guards... <laughs> well, you probably won't, but we're going to try. They, th- I, don't, I don't know what they have planned, but I, they told me I, I was not going to live. Huh. But why would they keep me alive? We will go down in a hell of fire, trust me. If, if we are attacked, I'll kill us all. You'll kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> I will initiate the self-destruct sequence. <laughs> I have a hellish rebuke, rebuke, rebuke ready to go. And we all have Rebirth. one HP. <laughs> and we all have one HP, so I'm pretty confident Rebirth. I can kill all of us. <laughs> just aim at the floor. <laughs> just throw your grenade down yep. and just stand Boom. by. <laughs> Misk. The streets of Branshire are in absolute pandemonia. People are running in every direction. There is yelling and screaming. And as this strange figure cloaked in black, wearing the mask with the eye half open and half closed, steps forward on top of the broken door that's now lying down on the street. Behind him come soldiers. I mean, you two are expecting something, right? You've just heard from Zahn that the resistance is coming basically now. It's a little earlier than you would have expected, but he did say at sundown, but it's just like I said before, it seems like the sun is going down early. I mean, it is the day of the summer solstice. This is supposed to be the longest day of the year, but this is a very atypical sort of summer solstice, and here we have this figure stepping over this door, and behind him comes an army, which you all can't see their full force, but there is a decent number of people coming through this gate now swelling up behind him. Some of them are wearing similar cloaks, the black cloaks and the masks, but most of them are wearing what seems to be like Branshire guard attire. You see the symbol of the son of Pelor and the same garb that both of you have seen multiple times in the city of Branshire having seen the guards. But as this is happening, due to the explosion, the pandemonium, him stepping forward and calling out to the city, People are running and screaming. What are you two doing? Lucia's well, afraid to speak because her voice is gone. <laughs> Misk, I don't think this uh, parade's going to happen today. Yeah, I don't think so either. We should probably, I don't know. I don't really know what we should do. I don't know if I should go after per- this guy. It's sheer pandemonium. I mean, we need to take cover, Misk. I'm, I'm here to protect you. We need to get inside somewhere where you're out of the way. This army starts to press in through the wall. 
and the figure that was standing before you all that called out, he's kind of swallowed up by this decent little force. Misk, you had heard from John that it was a pretty small battalion or not really what he would call an army, but there's a decent number of people here, and as they're coming through, you see more and more of a variety. Actually, you see humans coming through wearing silver breastplates. There's no symbol uh, adorned on the front of it, but it looks like it's the brightest and cleanest and beautiful looking silver that you've ever seen. And you also see some more figures that are cloaked and robed, but rather than those black cloaks and robes, they're wearing silver robes. It's You don't really know who you're looking at or what you're looking at. Things are not as you had heard they would be. Listen, Miles, I mean, I know you're with the hot feet and stuff like that, but we don't know who is good or who is bad, and we need to just get out of their way. Exactly. That's why we need to get inside, Misk. I'm here. The only person I trust right now, or semi-trust right now, is you. (laughs) You better trust me, because I'm going to keep you alive, buddy. We'll see how that goes. So as you two are out in the middle of the street, it is flooding with people, because as you can recall, there was barely room to walk through the streets of Branshire because there's so many people here. And now that this, quote, army is trying to press its way through, they're trying to make room for them. And you all can see as you're being pushed and bustled from both sides, people pushing you back like a swelling wave, there is a secondary wave. Well, less of a wave and more of a stream of people that are moving through the crowd like a snake. You know what I mean? Like a serpentine path cutting toward this group. And if you could see overhead, it would be a very strange sight because they're all dressed the same way. They're all wearing dark green, brownish cloaks that would easily be hidden in nighttime. And you can't see their feet. But if you could, then you would see red pads on the bottom of each of their feet. They're cutting their ways through the crowd, these halflings, easily dodging underneath. And uh, Miles, you see them as they're cutting along beside you, weapons drawn, and they press through the crowd And the moment that they step out, it all just breaks loose. You hear the sound of spells going off, swords clashing, people yelling, and there is an honest-to-goodness battle taking place right in front of you all. So you are trying to push your way back, but now there's this sort of, like, mess of people trying to get away from this zone and people that are trying to get to this zone. And you can see up ahead of you there's, like, a cart because you know the city is littered with all these uh, these booths. And there is a cart and even like a little uh, roof atop it. And standing on top of this little roof that you can see just a few feet ahead of you, probably maybe 50 feet away, is the figure with the white mask. And he pulls his mask off, and now you can both clearly see it is an elf. And he's standing there with long, flowing blonde hair. And he holds his hands up and begins to cast spells throughout the crowd. And you all see these lightning bolts, like these very slender little lightning bolts striking down and hitting, clearly, some Hot Feet members. It's very precise. It's impressive, honestly, that in a crowd this size that he could call lightning down on just those specific beings. But you see multiple Hot Foot members just hit the ground. This is all happening in the matter of moments, you know what I mean? And now where you all are kind of pausing, not sure whether you should go forward, backward, run, and honestly not being able to, you've noticed something else. You've noticed, Misk, a number of these brand-shearing people that are there wearing the same garb of the guards. You see them calling out to people as they're pressing through the crowd. 
faces that they know. You see a young human step forward and call out uh, a name you can't understand, but then you see a woman that was trying to press through the crowd stop and turn back and see him standing there, and there's just this look on her face like, what's happening? You hear people calling out things. It's pandemonious, so it's hard to really discern a lot of things. But what you start to see is that amidst all this fighting that's going on, there are a number of these people that are wearing the Branshire garb and the, the symbol of Paylor that are pushing through the crowd and just trying to find people and speak to them. You see people speaking and yelling at each other across these paths, and it seems like they're trying to incite the crowd. And right at this moment, Misk, you see off to one side as you're sort of pushing through this crowd and all this pandemonium, a young woman wearing the same Branshire guard with a sword in her hand. She runs forward and uh, she is calling out and calling out and running around. And suddenly a young girl comes running up to her. Looks like maybe she's her younger sister. And you're just right next to them while this is all going on. And the young girl is speaking to the soldier, right? She's squatting down. She's yelling at her. She's trying to get her. And the young girl's crying. And she's obviously scared. And then you see a halfling move toward them through the crowd. And you see this halfling bring a rapier up and slip it right into her back when she's not looking. This halfling steps forward bringing his sword up he sticks it right into her back and she just sort of lets out a shriek and then falls down to one knee and the young girl that is standing there screams as she sees her sister or mother you're not sure fall down to her knees with the sword in her back and then you see as the young girl who's probably 11 or 12 you know like preteen reach down to the ground and pick up that sword Hello, ladies and gentlemen, friends, fans, listeners. Hope that you're enjoying this episode of Make Believe Heroes. We are, man, things are really heating up, and uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear what is going to happen next. This season is about to wrap up in a huge way, and uh, it's just an exciting time to be a fan, I think, of Make Believe Heroes. It's an exciting time to be the DM and host of this podcast uh, inside the show and outside. I'm sure many of you have already heard, we recently launched our Patreon account. It finally happened uh, after weeks, even months of toiling over it and thinking about what we wanted to do and trying to really nail down the tiers that we thought were valuable enough for our fans, but doable for us. We have finally launched our Patreon. And wow, we have had an outpouring of support right now. Just a few days after we've launched, we're sitting at $123 per month in pledges. Now, I know some of that will probably wax and wane. I fully expect that it will uh, over the next month or so. But wow, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you that have gone out and supported our show with your actual physical hard-earned money. Uh, I, I know that it's no small thing to actually dedicate a portion of your money to something, even if it's something that you love. I support a couple of podcasts on Patreon, shows that I personally love, and uh, it took a while, some consideration, you know, and the right rewards to really pull me into that, and I'm a podcaster. So I just want to say thank you to each of you that have gone out from the $1 level all the way up to the $50 level. Every single one of you that has given a single cent toward our podcast, we are eternally, eternally grateful. Thank you. Now, if you haven't yet gone and supported us on Patreon, that is fine. This is 100% optional. We are not trying to hide our show behind the paywall. We love all of you that listen to our show and that come out and support us week by week, 
Leave us those five-star reviews and tell friends. You guys have made all of this possible, including the Patreon. So thank you to each of our fans and listeners that download our show each time, that interact with us on Twitter, on Facebook, through email. You're all wonderful. Uh, If you're on the fence or maybe you're just not really sure about what Patreon is all about, why not go to patreon.com slash makebelieveheroes. There'll be a link in the show notes. And uh, just read up on it. I think that if you do, you might find that there's some awesome content on there that you won't be able to get anywhere else. But it is our first month. The content is going to be rolling out over the next few weeks. We'll be having our first bonus episode this month, our first entry into the Monumi Unwrapped series I'm going to be putting out through uh, written stories and world-building articles and even the occasional episode, podcast episode that we're going to put out for that. Uh, There's just a lot coming, and we're really excited about it. We're also kind of nervous. We already had some issues with Discord not doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, But as with all things, there's going to be some growing pains. We are working to get that done. I do just want to mention really quickly... We are in the last two or three episodes, and I I say that because I'm not sure exactly if there are going to be two more or three more episodes this season. It's going to depend on a few factors. One is how much time that I personally have in my real life. It's been a crazy couple of months for me. I started a new job that is very demanding concerning time and also just physically taxing sometimes, and that has made it difficult sometimes for me to get ahead of schedule. We've never fallen behind schedule, but to be ahead like we like to be has been more of a challenge. So I want to just be a little transparent and let you guys know I'm doing everything that I can to get these episodes out as quickly as I can. My goal for the Patreon, every single person that supports us at the $5 Make Believe Adventurer tier and above is going to get these episodes two days early. That means on Saturday. I'm working toward Friday. My hope is that when we launch Season 3, I can start releasing these episodes on Friday for our Patreons, and that will be the standard going forward. That being said, we are in finale territory. These episodes, as you can tell, tend to be longer, sometimes between an hour and an hour and a half. I've got an episode right now that's sitting at almost two hours, and I just don't know if I can release it that way. So we're not sure if we're going to release what we have left as two episodes or three episodes, but I can promise you this. They're going to be as good as we can possibly make them with our edits and our sound effects and everything. And I'm going to put the same level of care into these episodes as I did the finale episodes for season one. This is sort of what it's all about. You know, it all comes to this, if you will. So please be patient with me if you are in the Patreon. We've launched right in the middle of ending season two. And maybe it wasn't the best time, but because of some stuff going on on Patreon's end, We thought it would be best to go ahead and get it in uh, by the beginning of May because they're changing the way they do some things on their end, and it's kind of there. So anyhow, we launched a few weeks earlier than we'd originally planned because of that. Regardless, I promise you, we're going to get everything into your hands just as promised. We're going to have these episodes as good as we can possibly, possibly get them and get them to you as soon as we possibly can. Promise that with Season 3, we'll get all those early access out early, 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 and I'm going to do my best to get these final episodes of season two out to you as early as I can as well. And if I can get those done by Friday, that's amazing. Odds are it'll probably be more like Saturday and possibly even Sunday, depending on the week. Like this weekend, for example, I had to be out of town visiting with my wife's family. uh, And actually our own Jeremy is having a baby, a little baby. And they had a little party to celebrate that to announce that they're having a boy. So congratulations to Jeremy and Taylor. And uh, be afraid, our friend Jeremy, the mind behind Saul, is bringing a child into this world, and it's going to be another boy just like him. 
Congratulations, Jeremy. Uh, we're all rooting for you, and we're excited to meet that little boy when he comes along. Um, uh, this is going long in the tooth. I'm sorry. I know this is already a long episode, so let me just get this out of the way. Thank you all for supporting us. Thank you all for all that you do. Um, if you have been playing D&D without music and ambient noise and sound effects, and you would like to start rolling that into your podcast, go check it out at battlebards.com. They have a ton of things. You'll find a lot of uh, sound effects and music in this episode, particularly came from BattleBards.com. So go use that code MBH podcast to get 25% off of a BattleBards Prime subscription, and you will not regret it. Uh, since I've taken so long here and, and we're already in a longer episode, I'm, I'm not going to do any five-star reviews this week. We will be rolling out shout-outs for our patrons in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. We're very, very excited about all that's going on. But right now, what we're most excited about is the end of the seventh day of the Festival of the Rising Sun. The armies are marching on Branshire, and meanwhile, three of them are trying to figure out where they are, how to get out of there, and what are they going to do with Tyriella. As soon as I come out, I'm, I'm searching and, and making sure there's like, where's the entry exit to this area? Is there any supplies left in the room? I mean, is there water coming out of, off of one of the walls? Like, I'll let her, I'll drink water. Okay, where you're at, you can see okay, you know, with dark vision. You're in kind of like a big open chasm. It's not huge. You know, it's, we're talking like 20-foot ceilings probably, and it's probably 30 feet wide. It's almost like a big tunnel in a cave, and it goes off to the right or to the left. You kind of look around real well. Now that you've stepped over this way, you don't see light. Mm-hmm. There's no light, but with your dark vision, you can sense a little bit more of an ambient glowing coming from the left than the right. Let's go that way. You can't see it, Brackwell. I know, but... <laughs> That's okay. I'm just teasing you. Yeah, I'm sure that he relayed that information. I, I did not relay that information. <laughs> oh, okay. But I can no. see it, and I relay that information. Jord can see it. So, uh, you think we should go left, or should we go right, Jord? Which way was the light? <laughs> The non-light? Left. Let's go left. Okay. So right it is. Left. And, and as soon as I get up there, I'm going to I'm gonna perception check. You know, maybe go a step or two to the right and just see if there's anything, like, right there. And if there's not, then I'll go back the way yours want to go. Okay. These. Oh, it's terrible. It's a two. I don't see, I, <laughs> it's I don't a see anything. It's a two. It looks like a cave. A dark cave. Are we talking like the Cave of uh, Wonders? The cave of like, <laughs> no. Linville Caverns. Plain old cave. Bat cave. Is it, is it like Legend of Zelda cave where you walk in it and a fairy just walks out and heals you? Like that. No, okay. definitely not that kind of cave. Is there an old man with It's Dangerous to Go Alone? Take this. All right. So we head left towards the ambient light, and I do relay that there's light. Okay. You all were moving about 15 feet per second before. Now you're moving about six or seven feet per six seconds. Mm-hmm. You're moving slow. Each step is belabored for each of you, and now you are carrying another human person with you. And so it is much more belabored. I'm not. I'm walking in front of all of them. Okay, so you're like leaving them behind? Yeah, just slightly. I'm not going to get too far ahead. Okay. All right. That's fine. You just keep it in front. Okay. You walk for a little distance. It's not like a long ways, but it's far enough that no light would reach where you were. Does that make sense? As you go to the left, the tunnel kind of goes inward a little bit. You know, it kind of draws in to get smaller. 
and you come up on an entryway, and there's a door. You come to a door. Oh, I know where we are. Looks like an average, normal door. Uh, guys, mm. there was this little door in the mayor's house, and this this right this might be the little door. You went in that door. It was a cellar. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. Hmm. You did. Yeah, yeah Saul's you have really, no idea where we are. <laughs> really messed up. He is so disoriented. I think this might be the little door. He's like, guys, I think the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> I'm gonna very. I thought that was I'm MJ. Very slowly check the handle and see if it's the locked. The ceiling okay. is the roof. It's unlocked. I want to stealthily crack it open. Okay. You slowly creak this door open, and as soon as the door opens, it explodes and everyone's dead. No! Yay! As soon as the door opens, a light comes through, and it kind of hurts your eyes. My eyes. It's not a bright light either, but you know where you guys have been. It seems like a super bright light. Can I see now? Uh, you can see the light coming through, and it, you know you're all kind of shielding your eyes as it does. And you enter the room, and after a few seconds, it you, you know your vision clears up a little bit. And there are no light sources in front of you, like lamps or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you have walked into this huge open chamber. It's like a cavernous area. You know, you've been walking on carved out rock and such. Where you're at now, though, looks very different. The door opens up into a big circular room, and there is this golden light coming down from above you. And like above this room is like the walls are circular. There's no ceiling that you can see from where you're at right now. It's like imagine the ceiling is gone and it's just open straight up, like like a chasm or something. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a hole in the ground. Okay. And um, you kind of continue in, and if you look up, there is a staircase, like a stone staircase, going up that open chasm like uh, going around it you know what i'm saying Mm. and up above you is a golden light shining down and you can see up at the top of this chasm there is a ceiling and it's like some yellow glass it's weird looking but you can see what you assume is sunlight shining down through it in the middle of it it's it's like there's stone it's darkened out but around it there's this symbol it's a golden symbol, and it looks like the symbol of Palor, right? The golden six-pointed sun of Palor, and it's carved out in this golden glass above you, and light is shining down through it. But where you're standing down there, it's not like gold light. The floor in this room is very different from anything that you've been in so far. Okay. It's covered in obsidian and like amethyst stone, which is like a deep purple. Oh, yeah. And it has been crafted onto the floor of this huge room that's like 100 feet across Whoa. in the shape of the swirly. I thought you were going to say of an L on her forehead. <laughs> it's purple, that amethyst purple with the black swirly symbol like designed into the floor all the way around the room with all these tendrils coming together into the middle of it. And in the very center, there is this really strange looking thing, like an obelisk. It's... It's, it's flat in the middle, and it comes out to three points, and those points come up like into spikes, basically. Think like a chair, like a high back chair, but instead of having two backs, it has three points that come out equidistant, and one is higher than each of the other. They go like one, two, and three in terms of height, and they are these wicked-looking spikes. You made that up. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I did make that up. <laughs> uh, guys, I think I think I found my throne. Or we someone, are in hell. Someone's thrown. It's, Where? It's Obelisk, the Tormentor. I really think that our stuff had to be around here somewhere. Like, is, is there any other doors at all? 
There are no other doors in the room. Do you inspect that thing in the middle of the room? Um. Well, yes. Kind of walk closer to it and look at it. I, or I do. I, I definitely do, do walk a little deeper in the room, but I'm like, Cure goes up and leans on. <laughs> yes. It. No. I definitely start getting closer to it, but I, I do want to say I want to be like Rackle. I'm convinced that the other tunnel had, you know, whatever they've been feeding her and giving her to drink had to be in that way. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like this. Like. Raxon could like levitate out of the sky in a minute and and kill us all. <laughs> As you're walking closer to this thing, you go to look at it and roll me an investigation check. Only a four on the dice. Anybody else doing it? Uh, I can. Okay. I got a thirteen. All right. I got a nat twenty, y'all. Oh boy, Brackle. He's immediately just enamored by this thing. He goes up to it and begins to kind of check it out. As you do, Brackle, you notice that the you, you kind of look at the lowest of these three spikes first, right? And it, this thing is like twisted looking. It, it's almost like it's growing up out of those spirals that are coming inward. And the first one that you look at, the shortest, you kind of can get up on it. Do you touch it? I do, and I start whispering. Okay. Oh, no. You kind of feel of it, and you notice that the point of it, the sharpest point of this spike is actually, it's open, almost like a needle. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. You run your hand along the uh, spike, and there's an like a tunnel that runs down it. And you look, and in the center of this thing is another one of those symbols. And it's like it's carved into it, like little, I don't know how to describe it, like little tunnels. You know what I'm saying? Like something would, if it was poured into this, would run down it and into that symbol. Yeah. The center, you know, like the center of this three spiked thing is like a flat, bold, a slightly bold out surface that has another one of those swirly symbols carved into it. And if, like, if something were poured into the needle tip on this spike, it would run down into that from one side. And you can see now that each of these three spikes has one of those things. I tell everybody everything I'm seeing. Okay. In such detail that's like, okay, most of that we could tell from back here, guys. Or not guys, but Rackle. Yeah, you, you get up there and see it. The reflection of the light coming down from up above you down here in this room is very purple. Guys. It's guys, like reflecting off the floor. We we need to we need to go check the other tunnel. Uh this 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 is ritual. This is this is a blood sacrifice. How do you know? <laughs> Obviously. Look at the look at the points. I've I've made these things summoning circles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me, tell me, lady, uh Tariel, 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 yeah. Um, what's special about you and your sisters that they'd wanna, they'd want your blood? I'm sorry. Yeah, we're dealing with some kind of ancient prophecy. You, you need to tell me why I don't, I shouldn't kill you right now. What? Why would you kill me? Don't do it. <laughs> so, so you He's w- not going. So to you kill wouldn't you. have a beating heart whenever Braxton does his ritual. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it, it, you're the only one here with two siblings. It's either that or it's the three of us. She looks at the three of you. <laughs> <laughs> what connection do you all have to Braxton Tarek? <laughs> Just want to kill him is all. We're trying to kill him. <laughs> that's that's true. That's that's it. I have, I've trained them well. Well, then it would seem like maybe it is the three of you. I'm... No, you got to the other sure. way around. It's... Not the three of us. It's three three things. We don't know what though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three living things. I don't know what this is. I just we have to get out of here. They they could be back at any minute. That I agree fully. Let 
Come on, guys. She speaks sense. Brigiella yeah. and Tyranny. Wait, we, we have Tyriella and, and Bridget and, and Timmy Turner. The other, if he gets the other sister, I'm telling you, he'll unleash it. He'll, I don't want to say it's, I don't want to say it's true. It's true term. It freaks me out. Unleash, unleash what? The, the, uh, what was chained? Chained. That was, that was one of the things I was going to look for at, at Venthaven. It's something about, I, I saw a note on Braxton's desk, something about the unchained. Well, we got to make sure it stays chained. He's wanting, he's wanting, he's got, we need, we need to figure out if he's after your sister. Well, just, let's get out of here. I, I don't like this place. I don't either. Do you know the way out? No, but we tried this way. Let's try the other. I mean. Yeah. Okay. So when we head the other direction, Saul wants to position himself in such a way that if he wanted to magic missile her in the back of the head, that he could. <laughs> oh, Saul. <laughs> I'm sorry. Saul, 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 Saul. I'm sorry. Just in case. Cold. That's cold sauce. Cold. You found her laying in her own feces. You A killer. And was going to leave her there. <laughs> okay, you guys make your way back. It takes you a while, but you know we're not going to play that out. You slowly make your way back through the room. You don't run into anyone. There's there's nothing nothing happening. You know, no, it doesn't seem like there's any guards coming back at this moment or anything like that. You're not sure how much time has passed. I mean, it was the night between the sixth and the seventh day. Actually, it was three in the morning, the seventh day. So you you assume it's the seventh day of the festival, which it has some import, but you don't know like what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Dawn of the third day. So you make your way slowly across the tunnel. It's similar. It narrows in again as you get to the other end. It almost loops around like a C, you know, like a boomerang sort of okay. from one end to the other. Okay. And you come to another small door, similar. Mm, same thing. Stealthily, slowly try to open it. You got to open it and it is locked. Ooh, is it bear clawable? Probably. Is it fingernailable? I need it. <laughs> I need another bear claw. Okay. Romanet, uh, Romanet, Romanet check. Got a 19 on the dice. That's you unlock that door, and you, we'll say that you can use one of the old bear claws. Yeah. Pop. You open the door, but on the other side of the door is a wall. It's not like a stone wall. It feels like wood. What? Ooh, so it like I open into a house or something. Something, yeah. I mean, there's no there's no like handle or anything that you can feel on it or that you can see on it. What do you do? Hey, guys. Pull out my mace smiting and destroy that structure. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice yes. if you had that? Stay stay here. I'm going to I'm going to go on in here. <laughs> in, into that wall? Is it that I open it and the whole thing's or that I open it a crack and I can see a wall? Like imagine if you opened a, you open the whole door, you open a door. Like you open the door back and there's the door facing there, the jam. The other side of the door jam is a wooden wall. It's not boarded up. There's just like a wall there. Like, roll me an investigation check. It's an eight on the dice. Okay. It's like, what, a ten? Yep. You find a wall. A ten is enough for you to realize that it's not nailed to anything. Let's kick it down. Um, hey, Kjord, why don't you push on this? <sighs> I'll push. All right, Kjord. You step up and push on it. You feel it like wiggle and give a little bit and, you, and it kind of opens a crack up and you can see a little bit of light coming through on the right side and you peer in there and it looks like you see like food on shelves and stuff. Mm, food. Food. Shelves. If you want to, you can kind of reach your fingers in through that crack and kind of grab the, the side of this thing. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And you try to push it to the side or push it out. Side. When you do that, it pushes easily to the side like it's on rails. Mm. 
and you open up into what looks like some sort of a root cellar. <laughs> Foods on the shelves, you see like some pickle jars and different things. Do I recognize it? You do. You recognize it as the one that you were in last night. Oh, I got, I know exactly where we're at. The ceilings, the 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 floors. This is this is is the ground. The ceilings, the roof. <laughs> Here, everybody have one of these, and I grab jars of pickles and start handing out pickles and pickle juice. Okay, you give one to Tyriella, and she just starts chugging pickle juice, which isn't great for her. No, <laughs> but she tries. Isn't pickle juice kind of salty? Yes. Yeah, she starts like <coughs> retching on it. Yeah, and she's you, like, that didn't help. Did not help. I'm, there's a kitchen just up here. Just wait. Um. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a have. This a, is the. This is the first house. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. This is this. I've. Been, yeah. Bridget, I grew up in this. Bridget's house. locked in this house too. Now listen. 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 You're gonna. You're gonna stay with us. I. I, I can't walk. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> that's a good thing. I genuinely cannot stand up on my. Own. <laughs> that's that's perfect. I can stand up for you. Okay. You raise me up. We're gonna try. To make it to uh, to to Lelia's place, and, barley barrel. That's you're talking about the barley yeah, barrel. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's her place. She just works there. Some we just we need to go and find a safe place. Well, okay, well, let's just do it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go out through the kitchen, out the back. Okay, let's go. Okay, and uh, everybody, everybody, come on. We it. should just go. I'm grabbing. You're literally carrying me. There's no reason to tell me the plan. Let's just do it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust a jar and and like okay. improvise a shank. All right, you can do that. Yes, bust a jar. That's a great idea. Bust a jar. Yeah, we're in the cellar. We're okay. I don't think so. All right, we start. We start heading up. Go <laughs> ahead, Kjord. Lead the way. You're the one who's leading the way. Go ahead, Brackle. I'll, I'll lead the way. <laughs> okay, Brackle leads the way. You all slowly make your way up the staircase, and you open the door. There's no one in the hallway. You don't hear anyone in the house. Go left. You turn left, and there's the kitchen. You can find some water in there for Tyriella. Yes. Water. Water and food. Is there a sink? Is there? There's not, like, running water, but they've got... Towels? There are towels, yeah, and there's plenty of water in there. Like, wipe blood off and... Yeah. You all step into the room. Is that what you're doing? You start trying to, like, clean up a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I at least want to, like, wrap up anything that can be wrapped up. It takes you a minute to get used to the light because, like, the sun's out. It's not, like, high noon or anything. But the sun is out, and it's really bright in here. The windows are letting the light in. Well, I say it's really bright. It's really bright because you've been down there where there is no light. But after your eyes adjust and you kind of come to terms with it, you realize there is a insane thunderstorm going on outside. Oh, no. The day before, it had, I think it had started to rain a little bit, which is weird. That never happens during the Festival of the Rising Sun because of the blessings of Pelor. But it is coming a monsoon outside the wind is blowing crazy hard you can feel it like beating against the outside of the house and there's lightning and hail and it's crazy out there guys i feel like if one of those balls of ice hit me i'm dead maybe uh maybe we uh see if our our stuff's in the house still we're, we're trying to wrap up here so y'all are able to get tyriella some water maybe some bread that was there and some cheese something just right on hand she eats it and she First, she starts off like ravenously eating it, but then she kind of slows down because it's actually hard for her to do it. Mm. And uh, after a few minutes, y'all y'all want to go look for your stuff. Yeah, is that what you're doing? Yeah, maybe they stay with her, and Saul goes and looks for our stuff. Splitting the party, I like it. I mean, it's never good, but I really do not want her to get away. Uh, hey, Brackle, you uh, you want to go look for our stuff? 
let's go look for our stuff. Okay, you go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll make sure she uh, she eats. Hey, uh, Tariella, if they're going to hide stuff somewhere, where would it be? What kind of stuff are we talking? Uh, ranger stuff. Nice. Yeah. Weapons? Yes. Well, there's there's like an armory room. Is it guarded? I, th- I think it's. I don't know. She don't know. Probably usually um, not. I mean, I mean, not right now, but typically. Oh, we don't typically have guards, or we didn't when I lived. That's right. I knew that because I, I'm from here. Uh, I'll go to it. So I go to it. Okay. It's on the second floor. There it is. She tells you where it is. Even though you're still really, really sore, you're you're kind of working through some of that pain. You're able to you know move close to your normal speed. You do find the room. The door is locked. Uh, employ my fingernails. <laughs> you don't employ your fingernails. What do you do? I come back for a bear claw. You come back for a bear claw. Yeah, in the kitchen, a pastry. Hungry. Okay. <laughs> All right, you get a bear claw. You go back. Yep. All right, roll it. What is my dex? It is plus three, so I got an eleven. I'll say that you're able to do it. It takes Yay. you a little longer than you should than it normally would have, but you're able to get it done. I did it. And um, you open the door, and there's a lot of stuff in here. You don't really. I don't, probably don't take the time to necessarily go through all of it. You see, like, fine china and gold trinkets and jewelry. But then there's, like, some weapons that look like nothing crazy. that look kind of ceremonial. And then there's, like, a, a little stack of junk in the middle of the floor. And you realize that's all y'all stuff. I take it. You got it. You go back. So I come back, and I'm like, I found my stuff. I didn't find yours. <laughs> they had some extra stuff, though, that's mine now. Give me my dagger, fool. I give them his dagger, fool. Thank you, peasant. In the face. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. You all have your stuff. You begin to, you know, you kind of put your stuff back on, re-equip it and things like that. Getting, I'm going to smash a wall. You take your mace and just, just knock a giant hole in the wall there in the kitchen. Well, they all they all know we're here. I'm, I'm going to light a cigar. Right along your way, you didn't see or hear anyone. I didn't. You know, you could look outside and see about what time of day you think it is, but it's impossible with this weather. Can I use my ranger skills to make a better guess? <laughs> no. Oh. Okay. When they're uh, when their heads why he's checking that, I'm gonna pop my potion of healing, my superior potion of healing, and down that sucker. He hands you your bag. You get to dig through it, looking for your potion, about to grab it. Before you find it, the door behind you. There's a door leading outside there in the kitchen. Slams open. <gasps> and when it does, two figures come running in out of the rain. I stab them. Do you do you stab them? No, I, 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 I wait to see who they are. I need to know this. <laughs> do you it's stab? It's Bridget and Brianna. <laughs> do you stab? All right, it's um, running in. You know they, they've got hoods up and and they they kind of rush in. They're shaking off the rain. They don't. It's like they don't notice you all at first. You're all kind of off the one side, and they turn towards you, and you realize that it is Brianna, <gasps> and with her is John, Very. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Heroes. To find out what happens next in all of this madness, the continuation of our finale episodes, this big epic finale, you'll have to tune in next week. Thank you for listening. We love you. And we'll see you on Monday.